0: Everybody uh, and welcome to Henry Kissinger's "Pokemon Going to Die," not a threat, just a fact. Um, I am Patrick, A.K.A. Egon the Sixth, the Second,
1: and uh, I'm Matt, A.K.A. Dirt for Jared. Dirt for Jared. Dirt for Jared. <laughs> That's got to
0: be the first thing we talk about, right?
1: I I can't honestly envision talking about anything other than dirt for Jared this week.
0: <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about dirt for Jared. Do you want to tell us? what that is
1: um well so the mother report came out like kind of buried the lead on that one
0: <laughs> yeah uh, i mean we're just talking about the important parts
1: we buried it in a little bit of uh dirt that jared has <laughs> that, that jared received in a gift uh from it says gorkov but i don't remember who that is
0: <laughs> probably some russian guy or ukrainian maybe
1: yeah, some manner of ambassador or political figure. Uh, at the start of the meeting, Gorkov presented Kushner with two gifts, a painting and a bag of soil from the town in Belarus where Kushner's family originated. Um, so he came with an unimportant painting and some very important dirt for Jared.
0: Um, essential dirt.
1: You know what? The real funny thing about this is that Jared Kushner, like the whole thing that's alleged is that he met with Russians for dirt on Clinton. <laughs> but instead got dirt for Jared
0: dirt for Jared. Yeah. That's really going to come back to haunt him if he wants to run for office.
1: Yeah. Like he has his own dirt now. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, the mother report heavily redacted was released, uh, today as of recording, which is a Thursday. Um, there's zero, uh, even though everyone has the day off tomorrow, there's zero chance this is going to come out before Saturday. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and the reason for that is it needs to come out on 420. Oh, yes, of course. We can't, we can't let that slip by. We'd be robbing our listeners of a very good 420 episode. We wouldn't be able to do that. So um, happy 420 to everyone. Happy 420. And uh, if you haven't liked the Facebook page yet that I linked on the last episode I was on, uh, which was two episodes ago, I would very highly suggest that you go and like the page, which is called... Use positive thinking to make Henry Kissinger die on 420. We can do it, folks. We can do it as long as we think together, we charge, and we can get it done. Um, there are people who are actually joining the train of uh, of Henry Kissinger's death, including uh, an alleged political candidate, uh, an alleged <laughs> candidate for president. I,
0: I very much like the phrase of alleged candidate.
1: Yeah, no, he has not. He hasn't declared, has he? Uh, pretty no, sure- I don't. Actually, he might have. All I, I know is that he's... he gave he gave some teens his Twitter accounts. So this Mike Gravel we're talking about, yes, he, by all accounts, is like you know, kind of just a libertarian. Like yeah, no one he's... you should be genuinely excited about.
0: He's like socially left and economically sort of libertarian, and
1: yeah, he's. I mean, so he smokes weed, is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, he smokes
0: weed and doesn't believe in property taxes.
1: Yeah, so he has some teens running his account. And they sent out a newsletter, a statement on the 44th anniversary of the Cambodian genocide and the legacy of Henry Kissinger. Where, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just talking about the, uh, K- the, the coup by the Khmer Rouge that yeah. uh, led to the Cambodian genocide, which was a direct result of Henry Kissinger's foreign policy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there's some debate over the exact number of dead. 1.5 million, 2.5 million. It's a lot. Either it's way. a lot.
0: Yeah. He, uh, is responsible for an enormous amount of blood, and it will be cool uh, when his blood is outside of him.
1: Yeah, that's not a threat. Just <laughs> It's not. Just, it's just a sincere statement of fact that it will be cool once his blood is outside him because it will no longer be inside of his body, and thus the air will cool it. Right, exactly. Um, also, he will be on an ice floe bleeding out in the <laughs> Arctic, which is not a threat, just... Uh, it could happen. Yeah, it could no, happen. it's just it's just a possibility <laughs> that he will be on an ice floe in the Arctic, slowly bleeding out. Yeah, as drifting he out
0: into the sea. Uh,
1: so it? yeah, Mike Gravel's whole thing is basically he wants to be on the debate stage to yell at the Democrats, which honestly is something I can get behind. Right.
0: Yeah. His his main like talking points so far have been like coming from a standpoint of like anti imperialism, which is absolutely something that every Democrat on the ticket right now. Uh, needs to adapt more of like even Sanders and Warren are I mean they're democratic senators they're gonna be imperialists and gravels trying to kind of well, I mean, technically that Bernie's bit. an
1: independent right
0: um I think no I think in order to run in the dem primary he switched parties but, oh yeah, right
1: right because they made it so he had to
0: right but for most of his career yeah he wasn't independent
1: god it's amazing that I think every time and it's like the the Democrats are so far to the left they're trying to lead a communist insurrection, and it's like things reactionaries say that would be cool if they were true, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. it's like
1: um, they're a degree and, yeah, and a
0: half left of the republicans come on
1: they're they're not in support they're they're not in support of our military. God, I fucking wish that were true. <laughs> Like, okay, um one thing that I was gonna talk about this week and I might as well bring up now because we've mm-hmm. had a good flow of topic to topic so far, um, is the Alberta election that just happened. So right. for those of you who don't know, I am Canadian. Uh, I figure like it's impossible not to know that at this point. That I'm, I'm I'm big Canada boy. <laughs> um it's like not knowing you're a Targaryen loyalist. It's yeah, just like exactly. this is part it's, of the brand. It's
0: just show lore
1: now. It's just show lore. Uh, So Alberta is um, one of our more populous provinces. I think it's number four, but honestly, I have no idea. There's only 10 of them, and I still don't know. (laughs) Um, But it is, like, the richest resource-wise, because it's where all the fucking oil is. Mm -hmm. And the NDP party, which is our, like, nominally center-left labor-focused party, uh, managed to win the last election in 2015. Uh, The same party had been ruling for 42 years. Uninterrupted. Mm. And before that, a party had been ruling for 35 years. (laughs) Those numbers aren't exact, but they're close. Um, And so basically, there's never been anything even remotely left of center in their party politics. And investors basically just panicked when this government came in, like, they're going to hike the royalty rates, etc., etc. The royalty rates that Alberta gets for its oil are like 30% of profits. (laughs) Which is nothing. Right. Like anything, like most countries will get somewhere around 70 to 80% of like resource royalties because that's an amount that makes sense. I'm sure the States is worse. I don't because... know. I have no idea. Yeah. The only reason I know any of these numbers is because I listened to the very good podcast of the Alberta Advantage, uh, which is a leftist socialism podcast based in the prairies. Mm-hmm. They're, they're big fans of Wheat. and um, like their takes on this are going to be a lot better than mine so I would highly suggest listening to their episodes on the NDP and UCP's platform uh, which they released just before the election and then of course their election postmortem which is not up yet but I'm sure will be up very soon it will be very very screaming (laughs) because it sucks ass the United Conservative Party won and they are just complete garbage boys but before, without even like, getting into everything that's bad about the United Conservative Party, basically, like, the, the leader is uh, a homophobic zealot, <laughs> <laughs> and um, it basically wants to destroy union activity and wants to cut uh, corporate tax rates below the fact that they're already, like, way too low, but... The thing is, he keeps saying, like, this left-of-center politics is what ruined Alberta over these last four years, despite the fact that the price of oil dropped like before any of the problems,-huh, and before the election. And so, like <laughs> the fact that they weren't getting enough money for their oil for years didn't really uh, factor into the equation. <laughs> Uh and like what basically what happened is that the NDP, this labor focused party, just cozied up with the oil companies for the entire four years they were in power. And it didn't fucking mean anything because they didn't get re-elected. <laughs> so like why bother doing all this center moving stuff? Be the communists that they're afraid of. Right. Like just do it, and then you will actually be accomplishing something instead of just being a meandering centrist and getting kicked out in four years.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I need a beer now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: like, stories like that always make me irrationally angry. Like the one I always circle back to that I'm sure pretty much all of our listeners will be familiar with is how when Obamacare was first going through uh, Congress, all these Democratic senators bent over backwards to like strip it and make it like as milk toast as it could possibly be in hopes of getting Republicans to sign on. And then in the end, it passed without a single Republican vote. So, you know, just. Fuck those guys. Do it yourselves. Yeah,
1: like this. This. Do they not have a like a Senate majority at this point?
0: <laughs> uh, they have. They don't have a Senate majority. They have a congressional majority.
1: They had a congressional majority. Okay. I super never remember how the the House and the Senate and Congress themselves like work vote wise. Mostly because yeah. the rules keep changing. Yeah, I will. Some things will require super majorities. Some things don't require super majorities. They keep voting to remove the super majorities. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Actually, speaking of uh, congressional votes, I want to segue into something that we didn't actually put on the docket, but I think it's kind of important just to kind yeah. of note. Um, so you might remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about how the US Congress voted to end the uh, proxy war in Yemen. Oh, between- motherfuck. <laughs> yeah, um, so that happened and it passed, um, which means it had to have been voted with, voted on by Republicans who agreed, mm-hmm. yeah, this is terrible. We should stop doing this. Um, and then as soon as it came across Trump's desk, he just vetoed it. So we're going to keep doing that, I guess.
1: God, I'm trying to remember what his phrasing was because I just like listened to, uh.
0: Oh, I think it was something like, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it was something like, this is a dangerous attempt to restrict my constitutional abilities. Yeah,
1: that was the one.
0: Which, the president was not allowed to just do that until, you know, we started invading the Middle East in the first place, so... Yeah,
1: like, yeah, how long has the veto even existed?
0: Um, well, I mean, the the veto is, is inbuilt since Constitution okay, times. Okay, okay. Um, there are... There is, like, I think, a super majority slash, if they pass it enough times, he can't veto it anymore. Yeah. Um, but... at at the rate... You ever think about how government
1: is designed to be just stupid? Terrible, yeah. It's just really bad. Yeah, and yeah, trying to weaken his constitutional powers, and it's like, yeah, the whole reason that there's supposed to be three branches of government is so that you're not doing this, but okay. Right.
0: Never mind the fact that, you know, nominally, the Republicans do still control all three branches of government, but, you know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the whole thing... there's some so much that just doesn't make sense about the way that the structure is set up Hmm. because while you have partisan control, you just alter the structure. Uh, Like that's the whole bit about like electing new judges for the Supreme Court. Right.
0: Yeah. Basically I'm, I'm receiving word from Lyd who is listening along with us right now that it is a two thirds two thirds majority in both houses uh, to override a presidential veto. Thank you for that correction. Oh God, that sounds, I I mean, it's, unlikely. <laughs> it's doable in the Congress because that's the one that's population based. So that one's going to continue getting more blue. But in the Senate where it's not, it's never going to happen.
1: Yeah, like the Democrats even regaining the Senate seems like a long shot at this point.
0: Um yeah, I mean virtually virtually impossible unless there's some like major I don't not not revolutionary action, but like serious political education of people. Yeah, exclamation and, point like,
1: Senate for anyone who's in our Discord. Yeah, exactly. There's a 0% chance that the Democrats win. <laughs> Evergreen. It really is. Like I I'm 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 just so glad at how much function that function gets. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um a little bit more on the Muller Muller Muller. Um uh, just yeah. because there's some other good shit in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um one thing is that um every single person around Trump was just playing like hot potato with his crime instructions. <laughs> So he's like go fire muller and then the person would be like I'm not going to fucking do that you go fire muller and then essentially it would pass down the chain enough times that a just a broken game of telephone would occur <laughs> and then someone would just show up with a bunch of Moscow mules <laughs> like let's try to let's just, let's just like play association with a couple of instructions here We could probably get a couple of these going like what, what what's some dumb shit that he said to do? He said close close the border. It's just like close it right now, close it to all entry. And so it passes down the uh, passes down the hill and it's just close the door. And then it's hold the door. And then it's Hodor. And then it's And Hodor. now Hodor got invited to the White House. That's just uh, that's that's the next command.
0: Yeah. We've cracked the code. Thank you uh Congressional not congressional presidential communications director Hodor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, the communications director like sure loves lying, but you know that's that's treaded well trod ground. I don't feel like Hodor, we don't even need to get into that. Hodor
0: would be an improvement. He can't lie.
1: He can't lie. He he can't tell the truth either. He is well, both. He is both brothers.
0: <laughs> I only say Hodor. My brother only says Hodor. Which do which door <laughs> do you hold?
1: And God, yeah, the, there's so much more good Jared Kushner stuff. Like I mean, dirt for Kushner. There's dirt for Jared. <laughs> There is dirt for Jared. There's also dirt on Jared. In that he emailed (laughs) one of his contacts in the Russian government to get the name of the Russian ambassador (laughs) because he didn't fucking remember it. (laughs) He's too stupid to do crime. Like, Uh, the only reason he's not in prison is because he's rich and that's just how it works. Yeah. Like, he's so fucking stupid. Like, if you needed any indication that this world is not a meritocracy. I feel like Jared Kushner has got to be one of the better examples, Trump aside.
0: Oh, for sure. There was also one of my favorite things to come out of this. I think it was from the Mueller report. It might have just been like a related news story I saw, um, which is that like when they were investigating Trump to see if he actually broke any laws, they found that he had ordered people to do things that would be illegal, but those people just didn't do them.
1: Yeah, yeah, which, that's what I was saying. Like they, It just yeah. like ended up like a game of telephone. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kept so, passing him on because everyone would just pass the buck because no one wanted to do it, <laughs> and then he would just forget because his brain's made of Swiss cheese and ripped up paper. <laughs> and uh, oh man, no—the most explosive thing in the Mueller report, other than um, the dirt for Jared, um, mm. is the P tape is fake. Well,
0: mm,
1: It I says mean, it's fake. It says it's fake. <laughs> But I feel like this might bring into... this Maybe the whole report's fake and the p-tape is actually real.
0: Yeah, that seems like the most logical conclusion to me. It seems like
1: the most logical Um, conclusion, but then we have to accept the fact that Jared did not receive dirt. uh, So, like, it's impossible to say if the report's good or bad.
0: This is a real Sophie's Choice scenario we've been given here.
1: (laughs) Do do we want piss or dirt?
0: (laughs) I mean, it's a tough choice. God, you know, gun to my head, I think I have to go with P tape. Yeah, yeah. You you like, you cause... you would deny Jared his dirt. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; I do love that Jared has dirt, and I love to say dirt for Jared. But, but I've been holding out for the P tape for. I know it's probably only been a year, but it feels like about a decade. And you at know, this know who point. wasn't
1: holding out? The people in the tape. Hey. But I'm. Uh, man, man, I'm just looking at the topics list and.
0: Yeah, uh, a lot, not a
1: lot of fun news. Not a lot of fun news. That's why I've been really focused on the dirt for Jared this week, because it's <laughs> yeah. really the only thing keeping me up. <laughs> That's definitely the highlight, for sure. Um, uh. God, I forgot about the best part of the Alberta election. What was it? Um, Jason Kenney, noted shit man, um, was doing a, like a presser in front of like, um, an oil, an oil, like, project. And there was a sign that said 6.9 meters and he taped the sign. You can see it on the dock. I put it on the dock if you want to look at it. He okay. taped the sign All so right. that it didn't say 6.9 meters anymore because he thought he would get laughed <laughs> at online. Oh Well, did it work? Did he not get laughed at? He got laughed at far more. <laughs> so, Good. I mean, he's also like the premier of Alberta for four years now. So, I mean, uh-huh. the joke's fucking on us, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't live in Alberta, but this is like the third or fourth elected right-wing premier in the last oh, like a year and a bit. It's always and good our to federal a our, fe- our federal federal elections in the fall, <laughs> and it's going to be a fucking nightmare. Oh, good luck. I really hope I die before this election. <laughs> <laughs> and like oh. the worst part is, like right after I'm done mine, we're already like six months into yours. Oh,
0: God, yeah. Like yours yeah, has
1: basically already started. Yeah, ours I mean it's no one will say it, but yes,
0: ours has started. It's it's primary season, if nothing else, at least. Yeah. Um so it's gonna be a, a long, horrific slog to November of twenty twenty. Between between now and then. Um, you know, if the world's around, which which if it's not.
1: Yeah, is it really fucking, a loss? Like <sighs> that's the worst part about this whole fucking election. Um, is that like the conservatives and the centrists are really aligning over the fact that they really, really want to sell oil. Uh-huh. And they really want jobs to appear again. Mm-hmm. And they think that giving more money to the oil companies will get them jobs, despite the fact that the oil companies posted record profits even in the oil downturn, and also <laughs> automated out most of the jobs. It's such a <laughs> fucking grift. I just, like... It's so obvious to anyone who's looking at it that it's a grift, and yet it just, it keeps happening, and it's gonna keep happening, because no one thinks. <laughs> I don't like to call everyone stupid, but no one could fucking read, is definitely true. hmm Yeah, it's...
0: I I know we talk about it a lot, but, like, they just don't care what the reality of the situation is. They're just gonna keep pushing their their quote-unquote policies until... The whole planet is dead, so I yeah, guess pretty we much. Got to deal with it.
1: I like that most of the media is owned by right wingers too. Yeah,
0: that's fun. Also, that's
1: also very good. That's it's very good. <laughs> Even like the media that is referred to as like communist propaganda, like the CBC, <laughs> commonly has like pro business right wing opinion pieces, and that's like the majority of their editorial coverage. So yeah, we live in hell. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. So, you want to talk about some fucking terrorists now? Because we, why the fuck not? Yeah,
0: let's talk about them. So, uh, actually, I think I was the one who talked about this story whenever it broke a few weeks/slash months ago. Yeah, Um, y'all will remember that Coast Guard officer who like stockpiled a million guns and like explosives and had a hit list of like politicians and and quote unquote left wing media personalities. Uh, So he was arrested um but as of now he's not being charged with conspiracy to commit like terrorist acts which cool normal which, yeah very normal because clearly uh that's not what that is because he's white obviously yeah. um i feel like i should clarify that's a joke um yeah which it, it really just kind of gets at it's a trend we've been seeing for a long time where it's like oh no terrorism is not a white people crime that's that's what we call people who are not from here. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's shitty to see. He is, um, I believe, still in custody, but he has also not been um, discharged from the Coast Guard at the moment. So he's still a troop.
1: That 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 like, there's no good branch of the military. I I, I feel like we don't. There's this is expected. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I just kind of figured. You think that they'd at least try the optics?
0: Right. It's not a great PR look.
1: Yeah, but like, yeah, I feel like the military's just had a bad PR look for long enough that they don't care. Yeah, that's they know Because they, they know that they're the only ones who can offer job security increasingly. Yeah,
0: although, <laughs> uh, except um, not for trans people anymore. That ban just nope. went into effect last week. Um, and that's something we've covered a bunch on this show, so we don't have to get back into it. But um, that is the now... Long and,
1: f- I mean, like, the long and short is basically just like... It's transform- no one like should want to be in the military, but that's not really what this is about. It's it's like a it's a it's a first shot. Like right. this is it, it's like a policy that will lead to more policies. That's just always how it works. Yeah, essentially. So, I mean, at least if they ever reinstate the draft, they will probably not have to do it. <laughs> um, yeah, actually I
0: think either last year or the year before is the first time in a long time that military recruitment numbers started dipping.
1: Oh, isn't um, that great? Yeah. Which I mean, I just remember, what... I'm just remembering the story about the, the army recruiter in Seattle. And it's just like, <laughs> they had like a whole fucking mall to themselves and it was just dead empty because uh-huh. Seattle had just raised their minimum wage. <laughs> I mean, it's also because it's Seattle, but you know,
0: yeah, a little I mean, column
1: a, a little column B. I, th- I think what
0: that does mean is you're just going to start seeing a lot more recruiters in public high schools. Um, which I is, mean, that's where
1: they are mostly anyway. Like, the recruiters yeah. spend so much time in, like, low-income high schools. Right.
0: It's it's incredibly predatory and should be 100% illegal.
1: God, like, schools based on property taxes is... Ugh. How has this not been a thing that's been abolished yet? Um, Because rich
0: people like it. <laughs> it's so fucking question.
1: stupid, and then they just redline everything. This is another, yeah. like... I feel like I know more about Alberta politics than I know about Ontario politics at this point, because of <laughs> the podcasts I've been listening to, but uh-huh. they also, they have, like, a similar thing. It's not, like, it, it's not based entirely on um, property taxes, but essentially private schools for, can, can have, like, um, they get the same funding per head okay. as as public schools, and then additionally they can just, like, charge exorbitant amounts of tuition. Oh, okay. And so Gross. they just, they control the entire monopoly of specialty programs. So, like, <laughs> if you want a school that has, like, a French immersion program, it's you're pretty much relegated to the private system because the public system can't afford it anymore because they've had so much money siphoned out of their system <laughs> by these, like, basically charter schools that, they, that right, they've they built up in right. the Alberta education system. Fucking sucks ass. <laughs> God, I finally found um, <sighs> Beto O'Rourke's dogs Twitter account. Oh, oh, good, wonderful. I'm so glad that
0: I get to be exposed to this now.
1: Uh, Artemis O'Rourke, uh, first dog USA is the Twitter handle. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump is the arsonist who wants to get credit for putting out the fire. He will stop at nothing to maintain or accrue more power. Quote, Beto O'Rourke, Warden of the South, Lord Commander of the Quality Watch, uh... the president that was promised. <laughs>
0: you can't you can't do this to me matt
1: the thing is patrick
0: game of thrones is back did you know <laughs> uh, that? yeah i did game of thrones it's back it's here it's time it's all i'm gonna fucking think about until it's over in five
1: weeks yeah um,
0: I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be unhappy the whole time yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> None of it is fun, but I do love to hang out with my friends.
0: Yeah, that's actually, it was going to be my Lightbringer, but I have another Lightbringer. We can talk about it right now if you want.
1: Absolutely. Who gives a yeah. shit? Structures for fools.
0: Yeah, so Game of Thrones is back. Um, it's a bad show that we don't like to watch, um, but we do every week while with our friends over in Got Discord, um, started by Brooks and Eddie, retired hosts of this show. Um, yeah, it's it's a real fun time. You should come join us if you want.
1: The thing is, is that Pigot is the, the force that launched a thousand podcasts. They're the, yes, like, the whole exactly. reason we exist. This was it birthed is, out of
0: their Discord. It is the mother pod from which we hatched.
1: <laughs> we hatched <laughs> from an egg. Um, I will answer injustice with justice. Beto Frontera born of the House O'Rourke. First of his name, breaker of <sighs> records, slayer of injustice, father of volunteers, <sighs> and protector of pets. Hmm. Mhm, yep, that's
0: those are words you just said
1: at me. um <laughs> <laughs> there are so many good um Game of Thrones related tweets. I'm gonna find an oldie but oh, a goodie.
0: oh, do you remember that thread we were all dunking on Sunday afternoon? um yeah, I like, wanted to I actually yeah.
1: wanted to talk about it and then I lost it, so if you could Hold find on, it, then I, I might would be, be able great. to find
0: it, give me a minute.
1: I'm just gonna read an oldie but a goodie um. Hillary Stormborn of House Clinton, first of her name Unburnt, the Silver Queen, mother of LGBT and breaker of chains. <laughs> and then it's a photoshop picture of uh of uh, Hillary's head over Daenerys' head with a dragon on her shoulder.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, that's it's very good. The thing see, is is that really. people
1: cannot stop comparing politics to Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, it's it's Harry Potter disease, but for, I guess, people who didn't read Harry Potter. People
1: who are edgier. Yeah. I feel like there's a significant crossover with the people who would be making Harry Potter jokes like the last, like, five years ago, who would be making Game of Thrones jokes now. Uh
0: Um, The thing that actually
1: really works well, though, is that Game of Thrones is so poorly written and poorly structured and everything about the show is bad at this point. It's just like real life. It's just
0: like politics. Um, I linked the thread in podcast chat if you want to read it.
1: Oh thank God! Let's let's <laughs> let's dip right the fuck all into right, this. All right, phrasing myself. Patrick Carlson, uh, Patrick esque on Twitter. I want to make a thread of 2020 candidates as characters from Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, Bader O'Rourke is Jon Snow, natural born leader, sorta young. Was recently killed. Bracket lost an election to Ted Cruz, <laughs> <laughs> but is alive again, running for president lives adjacent to a wall and then he put <laughs> a smiley face um joe biden is tyrion oh. lannister uh makes problematic jokes close to people in positions of power but never been in power himself
0: he's the fucking vice president but okay he was the, the fucking vice fucking president and also, the king also tyrion
1: was head of the fucking king <laughs> how do you not make that comparison they're functionally the same position <laughs> Uh, Everyone likes him, even just a little. Citation needed on that one. (laughs) Uh, Been around for a while. How old is Tyrion supposed to be?
0: Um, he's not that old. I want to say like, uh, maybe like thirty something. Hold on, I can. Well, because like
1: in the main, in like in the books, like the like Ned and Catelyn and them are like in their mid thirties. Like they're not that old. Yeah. So I I feel like Tyrion would have been like young thirties. Or late 20s in the books at the start. But of course the show moved everyone up a bit.
0: Right. Um, Tyrion is oh, he's um, just about 27.
1: Wow, okay. Um, Joe Biden is a million fucking years old. <laughs> yeah. Also can come off as a womanizer, but he's really just affectionate. Hmm. Hmm. Really troubling implications for Tyrion when you start thinking about him that way. Y- yeah, for sure. Uh, they forgot the last one, um, which is secretly a Targaryen. Fuck off. <laughs> Talk about the good Game of Thrones fan theories here. Um, <laughs> Joe Biden is actually a secret Targ. <laughs> uh, Bernie Sanders is the high sparrow.
0: This one is the one that makes me the,
1: the angriest. Ideological purist. Hates women in positions of power. Poor in scare quotes. And wants to lead a revolution, uh, Patrick. How do you feel about that one? Oh, it makes me feel bad inside and out. I feel
0: like um, if I, if I ever was good and healthy, I'm not anymore. Just from hearing those words,
1: <laughs> I feel like my brain is slowly turning into a soup. It's like <laughs> it's politics, but it's also like forcing myself to watch and think about Game of Thrones for six weeks.
0: Yeah, it really yeah. is going
1: to kill me. Oh, here's a good one. Hillary Clinton is Ned Stark. (laughs) Fuck off. First of all, rightful heir is the first thing he puts. To what? First of all, (laughs) how does that apply to either of them? (laughs) Everyone thought they were going to last through the series. Betrayed is its own point by itself. Just betrayed. (laughs) A lot of the other characters wouldn't even be here without them. Full of wisdom, and even though they made some tough choices in the past, they were great leaders.
0: Okay, all right. Who's next? Let's. let's, <laughs> let's I can't even through. dwell on that
1: one. Oh, Pete Buttigieg is Renly Baratheon just because they're just because they're both gay. That's of the whole course, thing. of course, yeah.
0: That really tells you all you need to know about this person's politics. I
1: really don't want to read any more of these. Uh, okay. Oh wait, Thank wait. wait you. Sorry, I have to read one more, and I'm okay. only going to read one bullet point because it's going to kill you instantly. <laughs> okay. Nancy Pelosi is the Queen of Thorns, aka Lady Olenna Tyrell. Uh huh. First bullet point: Queen of Shade. <sighs>
0: yep. Yep. Oh, I. I. I have died. This is. I have a again. fucking ulcer.
1: <laughs> like that was just. It was all bad to read. Okay. We, yeah. we've, we've injected the levity. Let's get back to some terrorisms. <laughs> okay.
0: Great. There's. There's more terrorism.
1: Yeah. Oh, the. The. The militia.
0: Yeah. So a group of armed, like militia members, in New Mexico. Um. Over the last couple of days, have like just gone out with their guns and rounded up a bunch of Central American immigrants, uh, you know, literally kidnapping these people and holding them at gunpoint. Yep. And then delivered them to the police and ICE.
1: Yeah. And apparently, which, uh, like, border services was just like, yeah, as long as they're not interfering with the border itself, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Yes. No one, no one in any position of authority had any problem with this. Um, despite like, this the fact is basically just
1: is- like, this is brown shirts, right? That's yeah, the stage no, we're at now. It, exactly is that we that, have brown shirts. It
0: is explicitly illegal and entirely a fascist action to do that. Um, uh, like
1: a, I, I feel like it's supposed to it's it's supposed to be obvious to everyone when the fascism is, fascism is happening, right? Right. Like I it's mean, supposed it to be obvious, a thing that you can I just think. realize is happening as it's happening. Yeah, I feel like some people realize it's happening, but just don't realize the gravity of it.
0: I think that's fair. Yeah. Right, like, like it's
1: just like I, I remember seeing an art, uh an article that's like um like recognizing the stages of fascism and it's like if you ask people how far along that list they'd say like let's say it's like, it's, like 10 stages, they'd mm-hmm. say like we're at like 2 or 3 right now. Like obviously like they they see that we're moving there. Mm-hmm. Um and then you ask anyone who's like really well versed in history of fascism, they're like yeah, we're at like 7 or 8. <laughs> we're at the part where they're consolidating power where they have like militias that are not um like beholden to anyone. Um they have uh-huh. a, like a functionally useless and like impotent arm of like justice for people in power. Right. And like a weakening of various democratic and norms, like weakening of of um any checks and balances. Mm-hmm like, um, open nationalism progressed, professed by the leaders of the country and <laughs> large amounts of the populace. Yeah. yeah uh, de- demonization of multiple separate individual groups uh, used as <laughs> scapegoats. How many more signs do they need? Um, I, I don't know. And then, you know, of course, like if like this were like a left wing government, and they wanted to like nationalize one thing. Like just nationalize a single thing. There's a lot of things that need to be nationalized, but let's just say they chose one. They chose one thing and they wanted to nationalize it. Military coup. Right away. That's what would happen. (laughs) Right away, the military would go in, they'd shoot the guy, and then they would install someone else. Yeah. That's how it would go, because no one could be allowed to nationalize something. Patrick, (laughs) what do you want to nationalize the most? Oh, that's a really good
0: question. I think, I mean, practically, I think the things that it would be best to nationalize are utilities like water and, and electricity.
1: Oh, right. Those aren't nationalized there. No, they
0: aren't here because this is capitalist hell world. Um, but I mean, beyond like, that- we're,
1: we're, our, our our hydro, like electricity, is like in a like a semi-privatized state. Mm-hmm. There was like a single utility. It was broken up into five separate utilities, and parts of those utilities have been sold off to private interests. <laughs> um, and wouldn't you know, every time one of these things has happened, electricity rates have skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Because it's, yeah, not, it's not actually good for anyone. Like, the reason it keeps happening is because, you know, they want to balance a budget suddenly, and a short infusion of cash is the easiest way to propagandize a balanced budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they keep doing that. <laughs> um, if, for my money, it would be telecommunications.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my, my second one. That would... That's really important i think especially plus like um there was a
1: really really good i i'm gonna keep piping on about this podcast because it's (laughs) really good uh alberta advantage episode about telecommunications uh they were referring to something that's uh that's called a natural a natural monopoly so it's essentially where like any kind of monopoly where competition would actively make service worse right so let's say like um water companies if you had a bunch of competing pipes Mm -hmm. to set up water to your house it wouldn't make (laughs) any fucking sense right and yet if you look at our power lines there's like four different telecoms all running their different lines all over it and they're all separate infrastructure with their own switcher boxes right and it doesn't make any sense like it would make sense if it was a utility (laughs) right yeah it was a utility that was centrally managed um, the only place in Canada that has a centrally managed utility at this point, uh, like ut- telecom utility at this point, is Saskatchewan. Uh, they have Sasktel, and their wireless rates for cell phone plans are a solid forty dollars cheaper monthly than anywhere <laughs> else in Canada. I
0: know there are there's
1: at least one, maybe a handful of of like towns and townships
0: in the states um, that essentially just bought all of their telecom infrastructure, and now the city runs it uh you know for a nominal like operating fee. Yeah. Um and that, you know, that's how it should be everywhere. Yeah, um, and
1: wouldn't you know it makes service better and it also makes the prices cheaper because right. it's there's no profit motive. The whole thing about the profit motive, it's like even if you are a theoretically heavy scare quotes benevolent CEO <laughs> like you're a CEO that's like, I don't want to gouge the customers, right? So you're just like, I want to come in and I want to reform this company and make it work in a way that, like, promotes a good delivery of service. Then you get sued by your stockholders. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you're not constantly improving profits, you can literally be sued. Right. Yeah, it's
0: a really, it's a system that in no way could possibly work towards the good of the people. um, Yeah, and for some reason,
1: this is good to us. Right. This is something that we want. Like, the idea of nationalizing a telecom, which was, like, the norm, like, 50 years ago, like, 80 years ago, most telecoms were national services. Canada really fucked up by, like, essentially immediately privatizing a lot of it. Like, they just basically gave a bunch of money to Bell to create, like, the infrastructure instead of just doing it. Like, instead of having, right. like, a local service do it, they had, like, an existing telecom do it. And lo and behold, they're one of the, like, three telecoms that exists in Canada now. <laughs> uh, I got another one. Another really good nationalization idea. Okay. Social media.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, here's here's my thing. Um, I am 100% on board with nationalizing sever- essentially every large uh, industry. Yeah, yeah. Be, I mean, like, world.
1: One, at a, one at a time. One at a time.
0: <laughs> one at a time. I think transportation also is another super huge one. Oh,
1: my God. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, like trains and planes. Toronto is a four-hour drive from me, uh-huh. right? Uh, the only service that runs the Sudbury Toronto route is Greyhound. Okay. It is $80 for a Jesus. Greyhound ticket. That is before taxes. That's obscene. Yeah. Um, There is a government-run service that does, like, a milk-run route along the same, like, corridor. So, like, the Sudbury-Toronto corridor, but it'll also service some of the smaller communities. Same price. So, like, (laughs) if there's ever a government service, it cannot undercut. I'm pretty sure that's probably just a contract they made when they created the service.
0: Hmm, probably.
1: Um, And Greyhound... Previously, someone wanted to run a service from Toronto to London, Ontario, which is where Western University is, which is like a university that most of the business jerks go to. Mm -hmm. But one of those business jerks wanted to create a bus service to run from Toronto to London. And then they (laughs) just got sued into the ground by Greyhound for existing. On what grounds? No, they had no grounds, but they also couldn't afford to fight a large corporation in court. So the bus line folded. (laughs) Um, so long and short is, I agree, we should nationalize transportation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of of <laughs> social media companies to be nationalized. Um, Facebook? Yeah, so as some of you might know, like Facebook recently, in, at some point in the last couple months, announced that they were going to be more diligent about making sure that, you know, quote-unquote news articles that people posted were actual news. Um and so one of the entities they got on board to help them with this fact checking is noted nationalist white supremacist outlet, The Daily Caller.
1: Is the Daily Caller Shapiro's or is his The Wire? Daily Wire. Um,
0: I, th- it's not Shapiro's. No. Okay. I don't think. No. Oh, it's Tucker Carlson's. Of course it is.
1: Fuck's sakes! <laughs> <laughs> that's not That's not better.
0: No. In fact, no. that's
1: probably worse. More it, people yeah. know who
0: Tucker Carlson is. Carlson is also in f- from what I've seen in my opinion probably a much more uh out and out fascist than Shapiro.
1: Yeah. I think yeah, Shapiro's just a grifter for the most part.
0: Yeah, I mean he he does have shitty beliefs and is wrong about everything. Um but but yeah, I think he he mostly does his sh- stick for the paycheck. Yeah. Um whereas Carlson actually believes that shit. And yeah, wants he's too. He, he,
1: he... Like, he's been, like, pushing fucking white replacement shit lately, hasn't he? I feel like yeah, that's cause Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Which, uh, <laughs> to bring it back to Alberta for an eighth time, so <laughs> did, like, half the candidates running in that election. Oh, good. That's, that's always fun. God, yeah, there's, like, fascists, like, recruiting, like, soldiers of Odin members at this point for parties, like, to run for their parties. So, yeah, again, <laughs> Canada's gonna have a very normal one in a couple months. Uh... I considered running for office, but then I remembered that, one, I'm on this podcast, and two, (laughs) the other day I tweeted, guillotine the pope. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like both of these things might count against me. Yeah, I think
0: I dream of a future in which every HK post (laughs) has an elected position, but, uh... We might be a good ways off from there.
1: I feel like we just have to wait till a certain point where, like, the critical mass is such that everyone has such damaging information online (laughs) that it just, like, recedes into background radiation. Yeah, exactly. Like, who among us has not said to guillotine the Pope?
0: (laughs) Or until—I mean, here's the thing. If Twitter ever shuts down, that'll be our ticket. God, Twitter should shut down. It should. It's a bad website. Please delete it, Mr.
1: Jack. God, I even forgot I forgot that the reason I said guilty and the pope was talking about like the Notre Dame church fire. Oh yeah. Which we have not yeah. talked
0: about. I mean, that's here's it that's not really like a That's not, political not really our purview.
1: Issue. Yeah.
0: It's it was a big fire, no one got hurt. It's cool that no one got hurt. It's bad that the very old and impressive
1: building was on fire. Um, um The reason right. it was on fire is because the Catholic Church has been deferring maintenance for so long. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> because that's what happens when you have way too much money. The Catholic Church has too much money. Yet three French billionaires have donated like six hundred million dollars to now, restore the church.
0: I saw. I think the Walt Disney Company also just pledged. Of course, some, they fucking did some huge number of millions hey, of dollars.
1: Hey, and uh, hey, hey, how many fucking people could you feed with six hundred million fucking dollars? Oh, quite a quite a few. Um, build up the church lot. and I'll fucking burn it down again. <laughs> not not a threat. I'm not qualifying <laughs> this. Fuck it. I'm in Canada. You can't get me here.
0: um yeah but but um about that disney thing something like 11 10 or 11 percent of everyone who works at a disney park is homeless yeah so like instead of giving that money to a country on the other side of the fucking ocean i don't know maybe pay your workers just a thought
1: yeah check out the very good episode from like a couple months ago with when when friend of the show scout shiro came on to talk about uh disney labor because that was very good also, was... long form interview on our Patreon. Yeah. Um,
0: do we have do you, do you have any other stuff you want to get to this week?
1: I don't know. I think we got. I think we got pretty much everything at I this think that point.
0: Was pretty much it. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure a bunch of other stuff happened, but none of it none of it was either extremely good or extremely bad enough for it to stick in my brain. So
1: yeah, pretty much. Uh, there's a couple questions in our inbox. We can do some of those. Oh, yeah, let's do some of those. We haven't really gotten any new ones in a while. Like, I can tell a lot of these are really old. But, like, <laughs> right. last time I was on, I also just answered old questions, so it's fine. All right, why not? What is your favorite... uh this one's asked by Rowan Wordsmith. What is your favorite instance or instances of something having a normal one while definitely not being mad online? Um... I feel like the the best answer is definitely Elon Musk's Perpetual Meltdown May. Elon Musk's e-
0: Meltdown May, which in, in just under two weeks will have extended a full year. <laughs> a full year. <laughs> um, I mean, the Kurt Eichenwald tentacle porn one is Ooh, an evergreen yeah, that's classic to me.
1: Evergreen classic. Yeah, those have got to be some of the best, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I f- I'm sure I could think of more of these if I had a little more time, but... Like, those are the ones that come to mind right away, so they're the most important ones. Uh-huh. Uh, what, do you, what do y'all... This is an anonymous question we have in our Tumblr inbox. So what do y'all think the worst Dem ticket would be? Their money is on Biden O'Rourke. Oh, that would be a real bad one. Um, I think Biden
0: has to be on the worst ticket. Yes, um, like,
1: any any worst ticket would just, like, necessarily have to include him.
0: Yeah, out of the field, I think he's he's probably the one I would vote for last. Unless, um...
1: Like O'Rourke oh. was like like just thinking purely like Dem strategy style seems uh-huh. like a likely pick for VP almost because he's right. like just because of where he is in the country they always want to pick somewhere that's not like a yeah. safe blue
0: yeah I mean I think
1: but I feel Pete... like his energy is very Biden energy
0: yeah that's true and Pete uh, Buttigieg judge, um is that how you he's... say it yes
1: man Boot I've been edge, calling edge. him but
0: I've been calling him Buttigieg. <laughs> whatever it's the same thing um he started out seeming promising but as time goes on he just keeps becoming more of a, a centrist milk toast, nothing
1: oh my god he was talking about fucking tax fucking credits tax today tax
0: credits that who like who the that, fuck
1: th- talks about tax credits
0: tax credits are the things fucking actual leftists always make fun of democrats for because they're stupid they don't work and no one wants them except democrats as someone who literally works at taxes it's fucking <laughs> stupid um yeah he also the other day um not the other day but um the other day the story kind of resurfaced um about how he was not very happy with obama letting chelsea manning out of prison uh she's back in prison now by the way if you didn't know yeah um, sucks for, fucking ass for refusing to cooperate with a grand jury she should not be it's uh cruel and unusual um god
1: now like fucking assange is getting thrown into the mix
0: yeah i i'm very mixed on that one because like
1: oh yeah well i mean okay like this is the easiest way to put it assange is a piece of shit he was also helpful for whistleblowers at his at the earliest point in his timeline
0: the thing he's going to jail for is not the thing he should be going to jail
1: for which is like the rape charges in Sweden. right exactly apparently some Um, of the terms of his um of his release were related to like giving judicial priority to sweden if they decide to reopen the case because they essentially, they had yeah. to close it just because of length passed. Because I guess it okay. was like some kind of like judicial expiry law. Like a statute which, of like, limitations thing. Yeah. Canada has like a lot of similar ones with just okay. like cases that are perfectly prosecutable but get thrown out because like there's like cruel and unusual punishment for like holding someone in waiting. Uh uh-huh. So you just like after a while they just get thrown out. Um. But like, yeah, to give Sweden priority, which would be nice. Throw them to Sweden. Let's get them on <laughs> it.
0: Um, Klobuchar would also be a bad one, just because she's a, a terrible person, as we've seen.
1: I'm trying to think of who would be like. The thing about Beto O'Rourke is like, even though he's very, he's got Vice President energy, right? Like he's got the Joe Biden kind of energy. But I don't uh, yeah. know who would be the president for him.
0: I mm, I can't really see anyone in anyone else running right now, at least like actually.
1: But well, the other him. thing is, I don't think I, I don't think his ego could take it with any of the current people. That's running. true. Like, unless yeah. it was Biden orourke Rourke, so I guess that's what it comes down to. Um, I mean, that's, that's a ooh. also
0: had also had all those like weird homophobic things from a few years ago, which kind of immediately count her out, in my opinion. But
1: oh yeah, um, for sure.
0: Yeah, I. <laughs> the thing about all the democratic run democratic candidates running for president is that there are exactly two good ones. <laughs>
1: And even then, like, good is with a qualifier for them anyway. Right. (laughs) Like, we could... It's it's very much like a hoping for the best, but, you know, going with the (laughs) best option that is being presented to us rather than, like, you know, shooting for the fucking moon.
0: Right, yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Because none of them are offering a bold leftist vision. They're offering (laughs) a bold left of center vision. (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, you know, that's like... A light italic at best. <laughs> um, let's see. In 2019, in anticipation of the 2020 election, we will see headlines chattering about the newest and fastest growing voter base, the Insane Clown Party, whose platform <laughs> emphasizes progressive social policies such as awarding a mystical motherfucking act to every, every citizen. This wasn't a question. No,
0: it wasn't. But it was
1: not in our inbox. Okay,
0: well, maybe we've spoken it into existence now.
1: I would like to get an axe. I mean, I'm not a citizen, but <laughs> I'm going to be in the US next month. I can have an axe. Yeah,
0: just grab an axe. We whoop got whoop, motherfuckers. All over the place here.
1: <laughs> all right. So, let's go lightbringers, I guess. All right. Um I'll go first if if you yeah, yeah. don't mind. Go go ahead. Yeah.
0: Um so my lightbringer this week is uh I'm going to be kind of paradizing myself, but um it's Fire and Blood, the very good book <laughs> <laughs> released uh, by George R. R. Martin. It's a history of the Targaryens um, from the Conqueror through to the Regency of Egon the uh, Third. It's really good. I mean, right?
1: It's not even all of it.
0: It's not. It's only half. It's volume one.
1: Fuck sakes.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, but the thing is, the, like the parts of A Song of Ice and Fire that I love the most are like the dynastic politics shit and the family drama shit oh yeah um, and, no it's good blood is a lot of both of those with my favorite family in the series um what's a, so what's I, that family uh the targaryens
1: oh oh so you're 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 a big fan of um uh, burning people alive
0: yeah got it <laughs> That's something me and host of the sh- ex-host of the show brooks
1: have in common uh yeah no yeah. The, <laughs> we thing, the thing you gotta say about brooks is that he <laughs> loves burning people alive
0: he does he loves it uh he loves it he, he loves burning does it. only heirs.
1: Yes, like the only heir. Exactly. You love to burn them.
0: Um, it's kind of like stylistically different from the rest of the books. It's not exactly like a narrative. It's is it is. It is it written
1: of, a lot like World of Ice and Fire.
0: Yeah, it's it's a very it's a similar tone to that. Okay. Where it's like kind of an in universe written um, by Maester writing it. Yeah. Um, but it's I think it's really good. Um, I just reread it in two days. Fuck's I, would str- <laughs> I would strongly suggest. If if that's your thing, then you should. I got it for Christmas
1: it from a friend of the show, also named Matt, um, and I should read it because it was a gift, and it would be rude not to. <laughs> um, so I will I will get around to it eventually, but uh, yeah, no, I, I I fucking love like kind of history written things like that, which is like that's what I always really liked about like the early Halo books is that they seem to be written more like a military history than they were like. A narrative, mm. like they yeah, were yeah, yeah. they were written like a battle to battle kind of perspective more than they were written in a like narrative about a person perspective, which is like super dry. But like that was my shit. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, sorry, yeah. my roommates are being.
1: Loud. Yeah, they're they're hooting and hollering. Yep, uh, I live with this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm just going to continue my unbroken streak of recommending podcast stuff because that's just what I do now. Um, that's why I run this bitch. This All bitch right. being <laughs> uh And just continue my episode-long recommendation for the Alberta Advantage podcast. Um, if you look at their mini-episodes, you'll find things that are more about like the history of socialism in Canada, like the founding policies uh, that created like the the CCF, which was the, like, the original Labour Party in Canada that eventually morphed into the NDP, stuff like the Regina Manifesto, which me and Eden are eventually going to do something about, just, like, the founding of that party, just basically piggybacking on that episode. And then also just, like, I feel like there's something really fascinating about Alberta politics in a way that can really apply to, like, the way the prairies operate in the states, where, like, they're kind of just written off as red states a lot of the time, but there's Uh such, like, a strong history of labor in any kind of farm and resource community, and there's, like, those people can be spoken to. Those people can be approached in a way that is actually meaningful to them. And, like, even though, like, the the NDP lost this election, it was only because the two conservative-leaning parties merged with each other. They literally had to merge with each other to beat the NDP out. And the NDP still got something like a 35% vote share, which doesn't seem huge, but like at the same time, prior to the 2015 election, their largest vote share was like 9%. (laughs) Like they still have a pretty good foothold. And like there is a pretty strongly resurgent left in Alberta. And I feel like if that kind of movement can be stoked in a lot of in what are basically considered red states at this point, you can push the forces of social conservatism out of the way with some good old socialism. Yeah, because it, it works. It works, and it's good for the people who work.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: So yeah, check out the Alberta Advantage. They're part of like a, a, an affiliation of left podcasts that exist in Canada, who like I'm like kind of checking them out one by one at this point. Uh, and it's at ricochet.media. Which is like why don't we have a I need to get a dot media domain like it's <laughs> such a good fucking domain it's media, yeah so man that's we just have to we're, we just gotta close out and we we are done yeah um do you have the patreon open because I sure don't I do
0: oh right um, okay so yeah if if you like what we do here you can give us money on patreon um for one dollar a month you get all access to all of our bonus stuff um in the near future um some number of us are going to be doing in a song uh sorry a uh, storm of swords lightbringer because sam just finished that book up so we're gonna do one for that i don't know who's gonna be on it yet um or when it will come to you but it will be soon
1: it's gonna be in multiple parts too for sure yes
0: we're breaking it up because the one we did for um clash of kings took fucking three hours it was uh- <laughs> so
1: fucking long and like i yeah. feel like it's gonna be like It'll definitely be Josh and Sam on all of them, but, like, I feel like we'll rotate people for the yeah, other parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll, I'll definitely yeah. be on at least one of them.
0: We're going to be splitting it up by POV, I think, so, you know, yeah. I'll, be on, I'll be on the Danny one because... Naturally. Naturally, yeah. <laughs> um, for $5 a month, um, you get a special role in our Discord and a shout-out at the end of the show, and for $10 a month, you get a special role and a shout-out, and you can listen to us record while we record. Which, As we have several uh, people doing now. four people are doing right now. No? Yep, four people. Uh, we do have a message tickets. from
1: one of them. Uh, Lydia uh, says that Biden Booker is the ticket.
0: Ah, uh, yep, that's...
1: That is the worst
0: one. That's the one. That's the one. Nailed and, it And one.
1: Stephanie says, Rhaegar is a bastard, man. Well. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I had to say that out loud just for you.
0: Thanks. Really appreciate it. <laughs> um... So thank you to Dr. Activisionary, Butt Chuggington, Roan the Other V Berg, Burgermeister, Fully Automated Luxury Gay Space Hellcat, Stephanie Ruff, Pregnant Seinfeld, David Besser, Pui, Pui's No Steppy, Alex <tch> Shop, <Schaup>, Springazuma, Kwa <laughs> Boingy Boingy, Six Arms Sweater, Cersei's Floor Map, hell yeah, Nick yes! Vern, Alex Hoot, Dick Butt is the real Jesus, Maximilian Rower, uh Tufster McGee, Kangaria Bryant, Mogu, Nick Clarkson, Cadejo, Florian Siegel, Sophie, Destry Hawk, Single Prayer, Sonic, M. Preg, P.R. The Disaster, The Tallest Jew, Michael Weems, Nunbinary with Left Beef, Hank Hills, Hentai Hankering, Summergeist, Helga K, Harry Tomlinson, Dijonais, Actual Socialist, Elon Le Musk Chaz Goblin, Paul Blart, Flesh Cart, <laughs> uh, Evan, Ollie Anders, Ellen, The Anarcho, Olanda, that that's it. Yes, those yeah. are our five dollar month. It, it's and always a- month.
1: Ellen the Narco yeah. I mean, if anyone if anyone else somehow ended up in that position, they would have to be moved. <laughs> um, thank um, you very much. It means um, a great deal I, to us. I, I need to replace my Lightbringer. My Lightbringer is actually Cersei's floor map now.
0: Okay. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good one.
1: And we'll also link Sam's new Twitter account. Oh yeah, <laughs> which is okay. the floor map. It's <laughs> it's so fucking good, guys.
0: It's really good.
1: Uh, so we are various places on the web we are on tumblr twitter facebook they're all hkipgtd you can also email us at hkipgtd at gmail.com no one ever checks the inbox but if you do it (laughs) it could be a nice little time capsule that we could check later Uh, we also have a subreddit at uh, reddit.com slash r slash hkipgtd thank you for setting that up bisexual punch party um and we have already done the Patreon because we did this slightly out of we order. Yeah, uh, whatever. But then also thank you to the taxpayers for the use of their song, Evil Men from Cold-Hearted Town. It slaps. It slaps. Uh, It is available. I'm pretty sure it's now available on Spotify, as are oh, we. really? Yeah, 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 every single Noise Space podcast is now on Spotify because I just went through and did that because it's really easy to do. If you guys <laughs> want us on other services, just let me know and I can probably just do it myself because it's really easy to do that. <laughs> Apparently, Stitcher is also as easy as just like pasting the RSS link. So I'll probably do that next week. Hmm, all right. Um. So that has been it for Henry Kissinger. Is Pokemon going to die? Not a threat. Just a fact. Memento Pokemori
0: you can find me on Twitter at PG1497 (laughs) don't look for me
1: don't look for me I just did I did so many threats in this episode you can't find me (laughs) bye bye
0: what have I become my sweetest friend everyone I know goes away in the end and you could have it all